This is a ThrillseekerHQ.com presentation. You're listening to Out Loud and Live with J.C. Alvarez. This is J.C. Alvarez, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Out Loud and Live. It's another great show. I'm joined by the king of the cabaret set here in New York City, Mr. Marty Thomas. He'll be telling us all about his diva show at Industry Bar, as well as a very special event he's got coming up in March. I'm also joined by none other than the diva herself, Christine W. She's released a new album project called New and Number Ones. It's a series of brand new dance tracks and incredible remixes of some of her greatest hits. And you're going to want to hear all about that. Also, I'm joined by my friend, spiritual advisor and psychic, David Beck. He's got some good advice for us for taking on the challenges of 2013. It's going to be a fun show, so let's get right into it. Joining me today here is none other than, I want to call you Broadway Baby. I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) Marty Thomas, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks for joining me here. Thanks for having me. Oh, please. It's, it's, you know, it's, you've, you've, um, you've kind of sensed yourself within New York City nightlife culture and, um, and certainly made, made, um, made a nice, nice place for yourself at Industry Bar on Monday nights with your show Divas. Yes. That celebrates all the divas in all of us. (laughs) <laughs> yes, we try to we try to touch on a little Celine, a little Britney, a little Cher, a little Whitney. We touch them all, and um, they all they, touch us. They do like to be they do like to be touched, don't they? <laughs> they do. I think they. Um, I I have a feeling when Mariah was recording Vision of Love, <laughs> she knew that drag queens and um, karaoke stars would be covering that for decades to come. That is my true belief. <laughs> well, but your cast is very impressive. I mean, it's like, you know, what you pull together at Industry Bar every Monday night. The show begins at? Uh, just after 11 o'clock. Just after 11 o'clock. You have a wonderful, you're backed up by a wonderful cast of ladies. I am. They are, um, they are just tremendous. And I, I joke about karaoke singers and wannabes, and they are not that. Um, Alexa Green, right. who played Galinda and Wicked. And Marissa Rosen, who starred in My Big Gay Italian Wedding. And Kelly King, recording artist who's opened for Michael Bolton and Babyface. And Christine W., she's performed for so many people. Yeah, so many of people. course she yeah, has. Yeah. Um, so many. And uh, in two weeks, she's traveling to Chile to represent the United States in the World Music Awards. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that that's really, really impressive. Really right. awesome. All the girls are do, just doing do such exciting things. Do you think she's leaving you? She's not coming back? She's going to become a She's a coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope wonderful things happen for her, but um, right. she loves Diva, and Diva loves her. Now, this isn't the only night that you have your show solid uh, during the week. You also perform at the Time Out Lounge on Friday nights. I do, which is yeah. a relatively new space for nightlife shows. It's mm-hmm. uh, the New World Stages Lounge. It's where... Avenue Q is currently playing. Bear just closed. Rent played there. It's very so, experimental theater that they that they have going on there as, as well as on Broadway. But they've been yeah. building some really a lot of momentum with really um, progressive. Like uh, Rock of Ages started there oh, off Broadway yeah, before it right. transferred, and um, they they've been getting a lot of uh, rather high profile shows. Right, sure. The, yeah. They've the had space. million dollar uh, quartet. Million dollar there. quartet yeah. transferred after Broadway. Right. Um, so it is really a viable space and uh, beautiful, beautiful theaters. It was back in the day. I don't know if you remember when it was a dollar movie theater. I remember. I that remember. Oh yeah, yes. Many an afternoon spent in that dollar theater. Yeah, I went up. to see Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion <laughs> every day for a week. They used to have like the best popcorn there. Oh, I was the popcorn good. <laughs> oh, I guess you didn't stick around for the popcorn. Well, I mean. You know, you, okay. I was a teenager in New York City. I could only oh. afford the dollar movie. Oh, <laughs> the okay. popcorn was splurging. <laughs> <laughs> it was pushing it, right? Yeah. But they renovated it and made it an off-Broadway complex, like a an off-Broadway mall, if you will. <laughs> and um, they placed a lounge at the bottom of the stairs. That's right. And to draw in an audience, they've been um, having shows throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Marissa and I do a show on Friday nights at ten thirty, and Kelly King and Marty Gould Cummings do a show at ten thirty on Saturday nights. You know, it's it's such a great. I mean, New York City never ceases to amaze me that it, it's just got so much going on in it, and we really we really have so many talented people that are that just really add to the fabric and the scope of the city. I mean, this really is a, a city that never sleeps. There's always something to do. It's true, and such unique entertainment mm-hmm. that every night of the week you can go somewhere in the city and not only see something really fascinating and interesting, yeah. but it's usually free. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. sometimes it's not advertised, and you just walk in and you blink and Martha Wash is on stage and <laughs> or going to like 54 below when you see these amazing Broadway actors that 
are just out for a drink and they get up and sing a song and Lori Beachman theater and all of the, the nightlife bars in the city. It's, it's wild. It's really a great city. Now, speaking of, you've got a very special engagement coming up for Divas in March at New World Stages. We do. Okay, tell me a little bit about that because you're taking it now to a new level. We are. Um, we started the show two years ago at Industry, and we've been there every Monday since. And uh, we wanted to really uh, take it to the next level in 2013 and kind of, you know, see where it could go. Um, and it's all been coming together so beautifully, and we've gotten so much tremendous support. Uh, it will be our two-year anniversary to the week of the show. So we planned a full-scale concert with a full orchestra and dancers and uh, backup singers and video content at New World Stages in Theater 2. We'll be there at 8 o'clock on March 4th and Monday night, which is normally when we're at industry, but never fear, we'll still be <laughs> at industry. Our after party is at 11, and we'll do an encore performance of new material. Uh, at 11 with guest artist Eden Espinoza. Wow, that's that's hardcore. Totally hardcore. That's how I roll. <laughs> that's like really, really like fantastic. I'm, it, it must be so great to like know, well, I mean, the, the pressure must be on to put something on such a scale at New Old Stages and, and because it's it, you do have a whole new platform to play with. It's not that's a right. cabaret situation. It's not like, you know, the bar crowd. It's, it's a theater audience. It's true. And we began performing... Um, in more traditional venues in 2012 where we played the Gershwin. We played um, a lot of spaces around New York City, but we also started traveling and we've been playing the Blue Moon in Rehoboth Beach. We'll be there all summer this year on Wednesday nights as well as industry on Monday nights. So you guys and travel to Rehoboth yeah. to perform on Wednesday and then come back into the city? They love us. I love Rehoboth. We love them. <laughs> it used to be one of my summer getaways. A getaway. <laughs> I used to go there and party on the summer. Oh, you party! Did you go to the Blue Moon? I have, yes. Isn't it great? It's fantastic. I, if 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 no one really knows or hasn't been out to Rehoboth, it's such a great community that's out there, and there really is so much to do. The boardwalk is amazing. They've got the great beaches. It's it's a lot going on in Rehoboth. It's so cute. It's a, it it feels like a really pristine Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> hurricane free <laughs> well yeah 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 sure it's it's and i'm sure that they probably didn't didn't suffer much damage after sandy so a little bit right on the coast right on the uh and the blue moon is very close to the right. water but they sustain no damage right and again like it's it's like they're bringing the sensibility of new york to rehoboth beach to a small community because they have mm. entertainment every night of the week they have an in-house cast every night and then they bring in international acts all summer long while they're while they're open. Well, New York isn't really international, Marty. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I, <okay. laughs> okay. They bring in New York acts and international acts. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. You missed okay. the conjunction. Yes, I did. I just saw conjunction. There was the conjunction. conjunction, junction What's that your you function? That. Okay, yeah, you scooted it. right past. <laughs> you see, I'm, I'm mesmer- pretty sure there was a conjunction. <laughs> If there wasn't a conjunction, I apologize. Is, is this call being recorded for quality assurance? <laughs> it's it's that voice. It's your singing voice. It's just got me. It's got me hypnotized. It's got I know I was on the phone with uh, with Time Warner a few weeks ago, and they kept telling me they were recording the call for my qualities to for the quality to be assured. So you started singing. My quality was not assured. They never remembered what I had said from person to person. I'm like, didn't you record that? I sang that whole last conversation <laughs> I had with the last customer service. Just pull it back. It's award-winning. Yeah, I was the one with the beatbox, you know. <laughs> I gave you Justin Timberlake right before, and now I'm going to give you a little Broadway. Nailed it. <laughs> Speaking of divas, the iconic Christine W. is back with a brand-new album project, new and number one. It features some amazing rewardings and some new singles by some of the most incredible DJs and remixers in the business. Yeah, we're here at the Waldorf being fabulous. Can you believe it? You and me, Poops, at the Waldorf. Oh, who would have ever thunk? It's taken so long. I hope they don't notice that I'm here. Kick me out. <laughs> After that last Security. incident. 
give me a little background of your decision to uh, put this album project together. Well, because I'm always touring, always on the road, and then after a while, like, feel what you want or one more try, those productions are not as big. The production changes, and new audiences listen to dance music, and their ears are trained to listen for different things sonically. And the kick drums are fatter now because everybody's layering it. The production's really thick and lush, so... I just picked out producers from, most of them from overseas, guys from um, Holland and the UK, and just picked, you know, so songs are my babies and chose wisely. And songs like One More Try, I've got GRMX, the guys from the UK on that one, and Bimbo Jones did Feel What You Want, also from the UK, and uh, Land of the Living, Subgruber did this wicked version. He's from Holland. It just And I wanted to be able to put those, perform those new versions in the show and have people, and I, did, I didn't own any of my original masters, none of them. And I started my new label in 2009, basically, is when it really started. So I own the masters on all this new music, so it's exciting. So I did four of my number one, my first four number one songs, and then nine brand new tracks. So I was like, mm, new number ones, and I just think it's really fun in a creative way to bring your music to another audience. Absolutely, and it's certainly in the last couple of years, uh, dance music has just almost like had a resurgence. A lot of contemporary artists are turning to it. They're making it very mainstream. Yeah. Something that you've very always known and always capitalized on as, as one of the best dance artists on the chart and one of the, you know, the charting dance artists. But still, what I liked about this collection is that it doesn't sound like any of those artists or any of those artists' music. I, I Was it a very conscious decision to, to go away from uh, something that sort of like uh, David Guetta had, has done for other artists or even like a Cal Calvin Harris? Because these songs are so unique unto themselves as remixes. Well, I think... Sometimes when you work with those, those guys are all amazing, but they have a sound that's their sound. So when I want to have something that's my sound, I think it's easier when you deal with producers that are not so much into being the stars themselves, because then it's hard to tell, to say, hey, you know, I don't really, I think that this should be this. It's hard to, sometimes it's hard to interject because they are selling you know, David Guetta's selling David Guetta, and he, and he needs to. But um, when you work with the guys that are just producers and not out selling themselves as personalities, it's a little easier collaboration. And I've done both. I've done both before. But I just find it just makes for a little bit more um, unique sound. It, you, you come up with something different because these two energies are coming together and and uh, just trying to get the best result we can, not thinking, am I gonna get a gig for this? I'm gonna get paid $25,000 for this or that. You know, you just don't think about the money so much and it's more organic, I feel. Do you like the way that dance music has evolved from when you were first recording dance music in the 90s? Do you like, do you like where we're at right now with, with the dance market? I do, I do, I mean, I don't want it to see it get so um, much like the pop charts where the same, you know, five or ten people are just up on the charts again and again and again. Um, I mean, I think a lot of dance artists are pretty discouraged because they're competing. A lot of them don't even put out records anymore because they're competing on the Billboard dance charts with, you know, uh, these high dollar remixers that they, you know, Madonna gets... Avicii, you know, they get all the, the Calvin Harris's and those kind of guys. And it's, you know, they feel like, oh, I can't afford to to create anymore. I can't afford this business of music. It's gotten too corporate and it's all about, you know, a lot of it's about how much money you have to throw at it. So, but, I mean, I, I just, you know, put on my stilettos, my fishnets, <laughs> grab my saxophone and get out there and hit it, you know. The last time that you toured, you were out promoting Straight up with a twist, which was such a. I, I was loved. I was wanted to hear you do jazz versions of your tracks. So when I got to see you perform those in a very different way, it was it was just exhilarating. It was just really energetic. Oh, which show, which I, show did you make? I, I, I got to see the show at Excel. That's actually, right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. And that was actually one of the first shows that opened up Excel as a cabaret that's, venue here in New York City. That was a magical night. You actually baptized that uh, that venue. 
gorgeous venue. Oh, fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Do you, um, and now you're going back on, on tour with, with New Number Ones and, you know, bringing, bringing sort of like a dance, more of the dance back into it? Or yeah, totally. Um, no, uh, we did the jazz. Um, we're still working some of the singles. We got another single actually coming off of the jazz project. But um, this album, New Number Ones, is totally dance. Totally dance. And really exciting productions by great producers. I just really, they're amazing. And getting the chance to work with Gumbo Jones, I've always wanted to work with those guys. They did the uh, single for everything. They, yeah, everything that I got. Yeah. And they just turned it out. And yeah. Just really, just amazing people. And we're going to, we, we wrote a couple songs off the album and they reproduced Feel What You Want, which they did an amazing job. That's a hard song to to remake because there's been so many remixes, reproductions of that song. So, I mean, they were under a lot of pres- pressure to bring it and they really did a good job. So Yeah, I always, I always, um, I always notice that when you do bring out your greatest hits again and, and, and in a new fashion, your fans are so receptive to it. Does it surprise you that there's still such a fandom for those original tracks being repolished? I think so. Does it surprise you? Well, I mean, it's. I get a lot of anxiety because you could pick the wrong producer, and people will. It could be a. It could go horribly wrong the other way, and they could go. You know, you totally butchered. Why did you get this guy? He butchered one more try. You know, they could. It could have gone the other way. So, um, and there has been things that have been released. Um, when I was with record labels that came out and people would email me and say, really? How could you let da-da-da-da? He killed my favorite song, you know. He killed, he, you know, murdered Save My Soul. I can't believe that you guys made that choice. You know, so it, it can go really bad the other way. And with the internet, when it goes bad, everybody knows because they tweet, they just, you know, so it's, it's dicey and you really have to choose wisely because you can really upset the apple cart too and it could go could be a big old egg on your face so but with these guys that i picked i just really got lucky and they brought it just perfect perfectly done christine w will be hitting the road to perform hits from new and number ones and has also released the remix package as well as the regular album which are now available for download on itunes Another featured track off of the album is a hit in the making, So Close to Me. Take a listen. I'm feeling weak in the knees. I see you and I can't hold the breeze. Oh, it catch my breath. It's just too good to believe that you were so this benefit uh, what does it mean to you to, uh, to perform and be a part of this I'm just really honored and I think you know every time I do a HRC event it feels like we're celebrating how far we've come and then it, it just brings to mind how far we've come and you kind of honor the people that really had such a hard time and you don't take for granted the strides that you know the gay community's made and what more we have to accomplish and you know, at first I used to think, God, I, I, I think gay marriage will just make my boyfriends cynical and mean like all the other married people that I know. I don't want them to get married because then they won't be any fun anymore. <laughs> right? But, but you know, everybody should be able to have the right to, to marry the one they love. And even if they get divorced in five minutes, it's okay. You, you had the right to do that. And it should be for everyone, you know. If, if we're going to talk about equality and let freedom ring, well, then you got to let freedom ring, right? You can ring my bell. But you know, it's gotta be for everybody. You've certainly you've certainly been a part of our community and supported it. Are you proud we're at to see how far it's come in the time that you've been sort of this icon to the, the gay community? Yeah, I mean fifteen years ago when I first started being a vocal supporter, I was before but I knew that 
we have straight people, straight performers, straight people in the in the media, you know, with a spotlight on them, needed to be more vocal and they needed to, to talk about it and, and be supportive and openly share those views with as many people that we could. Because, you know, it doesn't it's not enough for just the the gays to be saying, Oh, we need do da 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 when the straight people get on board and support them, that's when you can see change, you know, slowly happen. I just see so many great things that have happened in the last 15 years. I mean, really, talking about gay marriage 15 years ago would have been like, okay, yeah, you know, people would just start laughing, whatever. But now it's a reality, and, and my home state of Washington State just passed it. And I was there that night that it happened. I performed at, the, at, a, at a big fundraiser in Seattle the night that it passed. I'm telling you, it was crazy. It was like surreal. I was like, oh my God, we fought so hard for this. And in my home state, Washington State, is really not a state that you would have thought it would have ever happened at. But, you know, it's just everybody doing their part. And, you know, I'm, I'm a former Miss Washington. Did the Miss America pageant. Yeah. And I'll tell you, that was really, I don't know, something about the pageants. It was a lot of strange, I don't know. That whole iconic idea of Americano. And on the, on the flip side, we need to rein it in, too. I mean, I think that, you know, we've got to get our economy going. We've got to focus on, you know, you and me, we're business people. You know, we're small business people trying to make it. And I don't know about you, but I feel like there's no support system for us. We're just out there rolling by the seat of our pants. And so on the flip side, we need to make all these strides, you know, with gay marriage and equal rights. But, you know, it's not going to make a whole lot of difference if my boyfriends get married if they can't afford a damn apartment or a car to get from to eat a job interview. So Absolutely. get focused on how we're going to get this country back on on, on uh, keel. Speaking to that, though, because you're a real pioneer for the independent artists. Mm -hmm. One of the first musicians who really took control of their music and started changing the way that the music industry functioned and worked. Um, I would say that since the last time we talked, so many artists have followed in your in your footsteps and made that a reality. Do you think that the independent artist is getting stronger? Well, not financially. I mean, I think what's happening now is a lot of us are using our shows and our performances as a way to build our record labels, which is very, very difficult. I do notice that they got a lot of... Uh, websites now where people will put money in to the coffers of different artists and basically finance their album projects. Um, but that's a slippery slope too, like how much say are they going to get on what you create and there's, there's, every time you take something you have to give something away. So, um, you know, the, the major record labels are really having a hard time, and so many of them have gone under since we last spoke, too, so that's even more frightening. But I think, um, you know, the whole media industry has changed. You know, people don't buy, you know, we don't have record stores hardly anymore at all. Um, and we're just do you miss getting, that? Do you miss I do. Social I miss the social idea of the record signing party. And, oh, yeah. And well, it was just so much. Yeah, your fans directly. I just, yeah, I do, and I, and I, that's the scary part too about all of the internet, um, everything being online and faceless, and you know, no FaceTime, and people feel very unconnected and they feel isolated, and there's not that many places, and a lot of the clubs have closed down too. So that's another you don't really. It's hard to, to meet people and feel like you're part of a community. Uh, you're performing tonight with with. Um, Two of the gay community's most popular artists, uh, Ari Gold and Jason Walker at the HRC Convention. I think that they're also going to, they're also performing as part of the uh, HRC. Well, that's because I hired them. <laughs> you know, your sister had to get the hottest backup singers on the planet, right? They're absolutely phenomenal voices, and it, it's you know it's it's amazing to me that. The out gay male artist seems to uh, not have as much of a of a platform as, as sort of like the female artist. Yeah, you know, it, and it is kind of harder for them. It really is, I think, because I don't know. I think if there's, there's the diva thing has been rolling for so long, right? <laughs> that then a guy comes out on stage and sings his face off, and they're just kind of all in a shock, you know. There's, especially Jason, he comes out there and he sounds. You know, like Beyonce or something, and just the combination of Beyonce and Christina Aguilera, and I think people are just like, whoa, they don't even know what to do with it. It's so talented. 
No, I had to get those guys on this show. I had to. I thought, you know, I have never had two male background singers do a show with me before. I'm so going to ask both those guys and see if they'll do it. And they both said, yeah. So I'm I'm thrilled. Jason's done shows with me before, but I've never worked with Ari Gold. In fact, I don't know if I've ever met him yet. So this is going to be great. We rehearse tomorrow, so we'll see. I bet it's going to be fierce, though. This is fun. Thank you for chilling out with me at the Waldorf. Christine W.'s new and number ones is available now on iTunes for digital download. Also, have more details later from Christine W. herself, how you can stay in touch with her, check out her tour dates, pick up some hard copies of her CDs, and just stay in the loop as to what's going down with everyone's favorite dance diva. You're listening to Out Loud and Live with J.C. Alvarez. Thanks for tuning in to Out Loud and Live with me, J.C. Alvarez. Season 2 is in effect, and it's so much better. I'll be bringing you some amazing guests and interviews featuring everyone from Snooki and JWoww to Smash star Megan Hilty. And it doesn't stop there. Joining me soon will be none other than Tony Award-winning sensation Levi Christ. Levi will be promoting his latest single, So Much Better, from his new album, Imagine Paradise. But in the meantime, line up to get your tickets for his live tour. Levi Christ is coming to a city near you, performing tracks from his new album. March 2nd at Davenport's in Chicago, Illinois. March 21st at Rockwood Music Hall in New York City. March 23rd at Community on the Hill in Washington, D.C. March 27th at the Triangle Center for Spiritual Living in Raleigh, North Carolina. March 30th at Pellissippi State Community College in Knoxville, Tennessee. More dates to be announced soon. You can get tickets to see Levi Christ live at levichrist.com. And stay tuned to Out Loud and Live. I'll be following Levi very closely. 2013 is so much better. Get ready and get out loud with me in season two. This is Out Loud and Live with J.C. Alvarez. So you, of course, are are no stranger to um, to Broadway, and and you've had your share of wonderful experiences on stage, and continued to uh, to perform as well. And sort of like, are, are you happy with the fact that so much of your nightlife, um, you know, venues have taken off, and and it's sort of like you're you're busily doing this? Does it does it distract you from wanting to like want to get back into um, you know the 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 normal rigors of uh, of stage acting? Well, I mean, I it's. It's interesting how I've had a very unique experience in New York that I started in New York in nightlife. Mm -hmm. uh, when I first came to the city as a, you know an adult, I started on Broadway when I was 11. I did The Secret Garden and went back to Missouri to finish college. And when I came to New York, nightlife really embraced what I do and it kind of um, helped me to hone the skills of being a host and putting together shows. And it was from New York nightlife that I booked my first Broadway show, which was Wicked, mm -hmm. that I made the connections to book that. And what I was doing on stage in these, these nightclubs was just, it translated so much grander yeah. and so much true to life than what I was doing in the audition room. Right. And so it started translating into my personality really uh, being more evident rather than being another blonde-haired, blue-eyed chorus boy that was trying to get noticed and trying to break through. And then, of course, I absolutely lucked out uh, with Stephen Oremus and Stephen Schwartz in doing Wicked, which when you get a, a show like that on your mm -hmm. resume and an experience like that in your life, um, it really opens a lot of doors. Sure. Wicked, Wicked was con considered by many the first uh, Broadway blockbuster. I, I would have to agree to that. And it, it's it's honestly, I mean, just today I saw a bus with Wicked on it with uh, It's Winter in the Wicked logo type. And I remember them looking at that poster, trying to decide what the poster was going to be, mm -hmm. the official poster. Right. And uh, it's just fascinating to think back to that point and think now how there are so many companies of the show and how successful the show has been. And you can, in every element of it, you can really see your mark right, right. on what it has become, which just feels awesome. Yeah, and, and as right now I mean it's not happening right now at this instant but somewhere in Hollywood they're getting ready to translate Wicked to the big screen it was initially intended to be a film uh, Mark Platt bought the rights for it 
to uh, from the novel, right. Gregory Maguire novel, mm-hmm. and then Stephen Schwartz asked him to give him a moment to try to write a musical, which I think that's one of the best stories ever. Oh, great story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That he gave him a shot yeah. and produced this musical that was not reviewed well. And it became... I saw it opening day. I was I was one of the first people to see... I was there the first preview showing of Wicked. I think they were very surprised yeah. at how it's I loved taken it. off. It's yeah. brilliant. It's just genius. Yeah. It's so well done, every element of it. And it's so well translated. I'm really proud that I had even a moment of um, connection to it. Do you have at all now, uh, with with the commercial commerciality of, of Broadway musicals, uh, La Miz just had a huge, huge... Um, fantastic attention when it just went to bro to the Hollywood and and there's all these great you know Oscar buzzes and for for the cast and and the film did really well at the Golden Globes and does that sort of like do you feel in your eyes does that deplete the original context of a a show that was on Broadway like Le Mis no I mean let's be honest I I have always loved movie musicals I grew up in the Midwest so we didn't have access to Broadway mm. and to didn't know what Broadway was until I was exposed to it by a fluke. Um, so there Who was are, this fluke. What's that? <laughs> Who was this fluke? Uh, we'll talk about <laughs> flukes all you want. But I, uh, there are millions of people who don't see live theater, right. which is a shame. Sure. But this, this material is so moving and it's so magical that it's a shame that it isn't translated into films. However, the bigger shame, and to me, the embarrassment is not um, hiring musical theater actors. I understand the commercial element of Hollywood blockbusting act, blockbuster actors. I just don't think it's um, it's fair to the material. Mm. I get the concept. I just don't think it's fair. And as much as I appreciate how everyone keeps saying, but they were singing live, they were singing live. And you guys well, do it all the time. Yeah, they were sort of <laughs> singing live, but they were auto-tuned and mm. melodyned. And I know so many actors who sing live every day yeah. with no help from any production teams and uh, aren't celebrated internationally like these film actors who are portraying these roles. And not to demean what the film actors no, do. No, absolutely not. They absolutely turned in not. really excellent performances. Sure. But when you see an actor like... Cheyenne Jackson um, not being placed in these roles, these actors that are just true actors, mm. then those voices and just really genuinely understand musical theater. And while watching the film, it was very clear uh, watching Aaron Tibet as opposed to Anne Hathaway yeah. who understood the platform of uh, music and song within acting. Right. And the connection of them. You know, on, on, on the last show, I had Megan Hilty, and I asked her if, because um, I think it would be a real big shame if she wasn't at least considered for that role in the film. I think she would be one of the best candidates to to reprise her role um, in the feature film. And um, it was I was really kind of surprised by her reaction when when she actually thought that she, you know, they'll probably go with a bigger name, to, concurring to what you're saying as as far as like that they tend to go with the more glamorized casts for for these Broadway translations. Would you want to be considered for the film? Oh, of course. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Would you want to audition for the film? I'm going to ask a gay man if he wants to be in the film version of Wicked. I think every plumber, carpenter, dentist, lawyer. Oh my God! It sounds dancer, hot. Actor. <laughs> In the world wants to be in the I want to be in that musical. <laughs> I will play the straw that is falling out of the scarecrow. Oh um, no! It, I mean, I would, I would give anything to be part of uh, history like mm. that. Um, I performed with the show on the Tony Awards, and you see me for two seconds. And when I say see me, I mean it's because you trip the girl in front of you. <laughs> I can pause it and show you my hat. You can see that I was there, but I have to, you have to trust me because it doesn't look like me. Um, But even that, knowing that I was, I was there for such an iconic moment and being such a musical theater nerd, Mm. that is, uh, it's, it's truly, it's overwhelming. It makes me feel, it just feels great. Absolutely. And you know, there's one thing that you, you can't, you can't be faulted on and something that we're also grateful for is that you really resuscitated the art of the cabaret, which is something that New York City hadn't had in a really long time or really done well. Uh, You've given it a lot of personality and just brought a lot of the uh, castmates that you have in your shows to the attention of, 
of a, a whole other new generation that probably didn't know these guys. I mean, I mean Kelly King, everyone knows a great story that Kelly King actually auditioned for American Idol and didn't make it. And then we see her perform live, and it's just sort of like, what are they thinking? These are yeah. really amazing performers that you get to work with. It's here. true. And, I mean, Kelly had a major record deal on Warner Brothers and toured with Babyface and has done tremendous things within her career. So is Alexa, so is Marissa. Sure. Um, but you're you're right. There is this underlying cabaret scene in New York that has such a huge following but isn't noticed by the mainstream. Mm. Uh, and what I was hoping to do with this show was provide a platform, just not just for me to produce and to do arrangements and to... I love the concept of putting an old show up in the barn, <laughs> but also to get to work with my, my good close friends. And mm -hmm. I see these TV talent shows like Idol and X Factor and them telling me that they're the best singers in, in the country, to which I, I, I want to move because <laughs> I don't What see country that. are they talking what about? In because I know so many people who've auditioned for these shows mm. who don't make the show, who are the finest vocalists in the, in the city. Right, uh, right. And when you're competitive in a musical market like New York, you're kind of nailing it. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, to, to pull the, an element of cabaret along with an element of, of um, pop hits. But we date back. We, we cover divas like we did an Andrew Sister medley a few weeks ago in full-on World War II um, soldier garb that the audience just loved. We do a 50s girl group doo-wop medley with, uh, of Darlene Love and the Chiffons and the Shirelles and Diana Ross and the Supremes. And we take them through the ages mm. and do theme nights. Uh, to, tonight we're doing love songs to get ready for Valentine's Day. Oh. Which, why did we not do it next week, you ask? <laughs> because it is the one-year anniversary of the death of Whitney Houston. So you're going to do a whole Whitney tribute. All Whitney. <laughs> all night. <laughs> Just try and stop me. There isn't a single vocalist that I've that I've never spoken to. <laughs> there is a single vocalist never so there is a single vocalist that I haven't spoken to that's told me the impact that Winnie Houston has had on them. Um, that her voice really was just the gold standard. Uh, did it impact you when when we lost Wendy? Oh, uh, oh my when gosh. we did it impact you when we lost Whitney Houston? Uh, yes, it was. I mean, it was so confusing. Uh, just didn't see it coming. It's like losing a parent to lose somebody like Whitney for a singer. But I think for most of the country to lose the singer of, I have nothing and mm. run to you. And I want to dance with somebody and so emotional and I'm your baby tonight. My name mm. is not Susan. Like to lose this icon, iconic, uh, you can't even call her a person because she's more of a moment. Like yeah. she, everybody remembers a moment that involved Whitney Houston. There's just nobody that doesn't because she spanned so many generations. You know, and, and for some of us that were around when the Carpenters were huge, I mean, I remember when we lost Karen Carpenter and how it was a shock because she was there one day and she wasn't the next. And it was even different then because you didn't have Perez Hilton and YouTube and, and uh, the soap opera media yeah. to tell you what was going on behind the scenes. All you saw was beauty and makeup and her on TV shows. You didn't really see her, the devastation and yes. the reality of their lives. Yes. It's, it's really, it was really one of the, one of those tragedies um, that I, I think could have been prevented. Uh, but, you know, taken way too soon. Uh, you know, Michael Jackson's another case of that. It's, it's almost as if the, the pressures of pop stardom have, have changed and become really, really something very different now in our culture, in our media hungry culture. Well, I agree. And it's, because it's now not only, I mean, it's even changed since I and started the business. And when I was uh, rec a recording artist, even in 99, 2000, and I was touring, it was just different because you, you had to worry about an appearance. But when you were performing, but when you closed your door, you got to turn it off. And now th these these celebrities, they don't get to ever close a door. Mm -hmm. They're constantly in demand and constantly being asked for more, more, more. And now their personal life is more interesting than their professional life. And without a personal life and without some sort of devastating story, right. it's hard to have a career and sustain and enter the hearts of the 
your audience, sure. which is scary. Well, it's it's you know I, I blame that on on social networking. It's 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 we we haven't been able to pull the shades on our celebrities. You know, we since they're twittering, well, we we're hungry for them twenty four seven. We need we need to know that they are either acknowledging us or that we can acknowledge right. them. Are they in love? Are they dating? Yeah. Are they gay? Are they straight? Are they what are they working on? Why aren't they working on this, that, or the other? Why were mm. they looked over for this? Why did they dye their hair? We just didn't ask those things in the 80s. Madonna showed up in something crazy and you go, okay, <laughs> I'll buy it. But now we second guess every single stitch mm. that Beyonce wears or doesn't wear. Right. And right. Every, they're just under such an um, ultimate microscope. Right. Do you think that that makes the it less attractive for performers to pursue the the ultimate dream of becoming performers only the closer they get to reaching that goal mm. because now everybody wants to be a pop star because it makes it look so easy yeah. and it makes it look so glamorous and exciting but you just it's like anything you think about even actors that say oh my god i got the show Oh shit! Now I have to do the show every day, which that's the real challenge. Not mm. booking the show, not learning the show. It's maintaining that somebody is buying a very expensive ticket every day, and it's somebody else's vision that you're having to be a catalyst for, which is that's a mind trick. You know that's that, that's such wonderful. What you just said is so fantastic and and really so many young people can learn a lot from that lesson because they are growing up a lot of our young people grow up in this culture where they think that pop stardom and and any kind of celebrity is an instant gratification, instant card to success. And the great acts, you know, the the performers, the people like yourself who are working as as performers you're instilling and saying it's work it's like you know it is the hardest thing and and you know i'm grateful that i do it but it's work and you got to show up for this work it's true and as exciting as shows like glee and um shows in that ilk uh even with smash which love the shows they're very entertaining but as a working actor and as a working professional performer it's just not real <laughs> There's, there's oh, come nothing. on. There's all that cutthroat drama going on backstage. Trust me. There's there's drama. <laughs> but it's uh, watching the rehearsal process, watching the audition process, watching just every element of what it is to be an actor. They highlight the success. But any of the great actors you speak with, mm. the exciting part is the process, right, is right. creating yeah. the story and creating the show and and that's what's fun. I mean, there are, I know so many actors that will not replace an actor in a role. If they don't create it, they're not interested. And I get it. I really understand. I am not that person because I like to work and eat. That's one of my hobbies. <laughs> and um, I have no, I, I love replacing people, especially actors that I can learn from and that I can, I can uh, see something that they saw in the role and I can expound upon that. I find that so much fun. Um, but I completely understand why actors, once the show has been created and six months in, they've grown and grown and gotten the character to where the character needed to mm -hmm. be, then it's time to move on and create something else because that's what we as actors are drawn to do is constantly create and invent and recreate and reinvent. And I just think that's the beautiful part. That is a beautiful part. Of theater, yeah. which is, I don't see that element in these shows, which is sad. Oh, come on. Spider-Man is great. <laughs> I like Spider-Man. <laughs> do you want to do that? Would you like to be hoisted up there and swung around? And Yes. <laughs> Have you seen their chorus Eight voice? times a week, <laughs> not just on Friday nights, mister. Dude, I will do eight <laughs> times a week, trust me. And um, I will be happy about it. Where if they if forget not, you up there? <laughs> if I'm not happy, you will not know it. Okay, bring me down now. <laughs> nope, I'm good. Still on the clock. <laughs> I'll be fine. I'll see you tomorrow. It's still on the clock. Holiday overtime. Bye. Oh, boy. Just toss me a banana. Yeah. I'll be up here in my spandex. <laughs> Marty, you do have so many things going on. Um, do you have a website that people can check into to make sure that they stay in touch with, with your schedule? I do. Um, the best website to find me right now is the Diva website. Mm -hmm. uh, Marty Thomas presents Diva. Dot com. Uh, that's kind of what I've been pouring myself into this year. I'm sorry, did you say whoring? Yes, I've been <laughs> whoring myself into, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but I have my personal website, martythomas.com. You can find me and the girls at Marty's Divas on Twitter. I am Marty Thomas B-Way. 
you know, and on the standard Instagram and on the Marty Thomas fan page on Facebook. And you can kind of see a little bit of um, everything that we're working on. And tickets for the March show, when do those go on sale? They go on sale in uh, about three days. They'll be on Ticketmaster, March 4th at 8 o'clock. Um, t- it's general seating. All seats will be $35. Um, what a bargain. It's, it's a bargain. It's a bargain. Full orchestra. We're just <laughs> so lucky. Um, ben Cohn of Wicked fame is musical directing. Um, we just have we have a few guest artists that we can't announce quite yet that we're really excited oh, about. I'll get it out of you. You'll get it out of me. <laughs> I will tickle it out of you. Oh, snap. (laughs) Um, Tell me, Marty, tell me. I know. But divas in gowns and jewels with an orchestra. uh, March 4th, a Monday night at 8 o'clock. And a lot of our fan base, they trudge out rain, snow, whatever. The weather's going to be beautiful. On a Monday night to see us. Right. That um, we have so many fans and friends and family that would love to see the show at a a human hour. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that um, it's an eight o'clock show that finally people can come see, and there's just going to be something for everybody. We're doing, a, we're going to be paying tribute to Celine and Whitney and an Aretha tribute, and we have a showdown section uh, for. Oh, a, I, I, don't we'll think sci- are, I don't think guns are a good idea. Not a good idea. No, it's not <laughs> timely. But we will scientifically prove who was the greatest diva of all time. Oh, I my money's on you. Uh, me. <laughs> That, you're so right. <laughs> mystery solved. <laughs> mystery ser- mystery theater solved. Nailed it. Nailed it. But we will scientifically prove it before your very eyes, mm. and um, you'll have to be there to see. So it's it's a, it's gonna be a magical evening. Oh yeah, scientists are going to be on hand, and if they're not, <laughs> you will believe it. <laughs> well, that's gonna be great. I'm so excited for that. That's gonna be a really special night Thank of. Uh, it's also our album release party. Oh gosh! Our album this week. Look at that. Last week. We well, wh- it. what is the album encapsulated? Is it original tracks or is it cover songs? Um, no original tracks on this album. We did one uh, take on a, a song that's kind of become our own called "Call My Name," that's become really our calling card, our our single. Um, but it's all cover material because the band is, in essence, a tribute sure. band. Mm-hmm. Um, to the greatest divas throughout time. So we do a song from Smash. We Aww. do uh, an Andrew Sister medley. We do a Donna Summer medley. We do some Etta James. We do some uh, Whitney Houston. We just do a little bit of everything. It's a little cornucopia of fun. Yeah, we do some Lame as a Rob. And Hathaway will be thrilled. We sang live. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, because now, you know, that's the... That's very important to yes, sing live yes. if you're going to be famous. Um... We've learned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that Anne will be pleased. And yeah. you know what? I, I, I thought Anne was spectacular in the movie. Yeah. Um, it's just what could it have been with a true musical theater actress? And she's wonderful. But Absolutely. With yeah. a true musical, with Celia Keenan-Bolger, with, mm. you know, any number of uh, musical mm. theater actresses who are working today who are just genius. Well, it's and, and we're certainly not, you know, bringing down the quality of of what is right now going to be a huge um it's the scrutiny of, of that film is going to be so huge during award season and and you know whether she wins or not it's it's still it's still a performance that that we should all be proud of that especially people in theater it's kind of like you know wow you know great i i think i think it's a win-win if ann takes it home because it's sort of like saying you know you're validating the fact that there's so much still coming out of broadway that is fantastic even for a musical that's been around for forever this it's it's being re you know re appreciated in a new way and and look at that it's award winning. My money was on Orfe and Rochelle Rack. <laughs> I want to see them in a showdown, a diva showdown. <laughs> I always like to start off the new year with a little coaching from my friend, spiritual advisor and psychic David Beck. He's got some really great advice for us to make 2013 a very special year. It's always a pleasure to be joined by one of my close friends here to give me some wonderful advice like he always does for the new year. The gifted psychic medium certified life coach and my friend David Beck. How are you? Hello, JC. Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy Happy New Year and Happy New You. Yeah, happy new year. Well, you know, new you every day. Exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's and it's and it's funny that that you say that because it's like, you know, the way the way that that we a lot of us are looking at things because we all survived the the Mayan apocalypse. Uh-huh. 
Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> we did. We'll, we'll also be. We're. We're. we're oh, there's. Are we on the other side? <laughs> oh, it's like it's like an episode of Lost. Exactly. <laughs> maybe, I love that. Maybe, maybe there was a cataclysm and we don't know it, and now we're on the other side, and this is this is our purgatory. <laughs> purgatory. <laughs> no. Well, no. I I, I, I like to think right. that I like to think that you know I'm I'm a lot more optimistic than that, but. But I, I mean, there, there was, or there is this time of year at the beginning. Um, people, a lot of people were reflecting on, on you know, whether or not they've made good decisions for themselves, whether they're in the right spiritual place. And then, as every new year comes, we, we kind of feel like we have to cleanse all the old and start with the new. And is that kind of like what a lot of people spiritually, psychically have been saying or said about the mind calendar situation? That it was sort of like an ending of sorts of, of sorts in energies and that it was a revitalization spiritually for the world. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it is a new beginning. It, it, every, it, every, it was clearing out. And every day is a new beginning. It's, it is stepping into the newness. And when we step into the newness, there's uncomfortability with that. There's the unknown, which truthfully is every day. Right. There is the unknown every day, but, you know, hello, the world expected, someone somewhere expected, um, or that the world would come to an end, and then everything got escalated, and it all fed, and fear fed, and la 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 la, all because it was really the unknown. No one really knows. We just all get those little, um, little pictures, you know, and then it's, have the experience and then it becomes the known so so is so is that <laughs> so, is, yeah it's is all it, a new beginning and it's very exciting is it safe very to is, is it safe to assume then that spiritually this newness that you're describing i get the impression that it happens every day yeah it, it does it uh, we're okay we're all we are all in my belief and in, in my knowing we're all spirit and we're all human and Think about it. Your day, there's some things that this is the same. It's the ritual. It's the routine. It's our own personal discipline that we go through that is our known and, and the way we move. And throughout the day, there are course events that take place that are the unknown right. that may interact with us, may interact, yet truth is it does. So if we looked at every day as a new beginning, in which it is, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, you we, know what? Yeah. We would all be a lot. We'd all be a lot happier. But I think that people, I think people were expecting, or people had this really odd expectation that when someone says there's going to be this dramatic spirit, spiritual change, they're going to go to bed and they're going to wake up Kim Kardashian. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like here's your magic pill or genie. But what does that come from? But our our media, right? Yeah. The cre- or or theater or creativity because. Uh, we, we, there's that visual. In order for us to understand on a human level, some of us need a visual. Right. Some of us are audio. Um, some of us just feel. And and really, it's clairsentient, clairaudient. You know the labels of it. Right. But it's the seeing, feeling, and hearing. And and so when we get a visual, someone that gets a visual then takes it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And so then we get this expectation of that's how it that's how it is. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know? well it, it's it's maybe the, the thing. The thing is, it, it is, may work for you, and it may not work for me. Let's have the experience. There's 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 something that you always that you always tell me and that and that you teach, and that is that we really do have to like we have to kind of like look into ourselves and kind of like realize that we are we are lovable creatures that that we have a divine love and uncovering that love from within ourselves is really what's going to bring us ultimate happiness. And I've always said to you, yeah, that's easier said than done because some some of us, especially myself, to put myself on the chopping block, I'm my own harshest, worst critic. Yes. Which is a very unlovable trait, correct? Um, yes. Yes. And, again, it all defines how we define unlovable. Mm. Because, and, and it all de- depends on how we define love. Because, yeah, I can put myself in the chopping block. Um, you know, the more I'm showing up in, in the public eye, 
in media and and the more expectations Mm -hmm. um and clients get up love that i show my humanity Mm -hmm. and that i share my story and um and then when fear takes over they can throw it back Mm. and they can get in a high expectation right which then creates my higher expectation and and then i put myself on the chopping block even more and so then it's okay what does love mean and how do I love myself in these moments um because yes beating myself up thinking that I can I'm better than I mean it all goes into judgment stay tuned to out loud and live because I'll have more inspirational words from my friend David Beck if you'd like to reach out to David go to his website at www.evolutionthenextlevel.com I promised Christine W. would be back, and here she has more details on how you can get her latest album, New and Number Ones, as well as info on how you can stay in the know for upcoming tour. They're available for download on iTunes. Yes. But there's also... ChristineW.com. You can go to my store, and we have physical CDs of all of my releases. And um, you know, we have quite a little warehouse and quite a little machine there. And Kim's in the office, and I sign every single CD. If you request it in your order, I will personally sign them, and it's just fun. I think people really like to have something tangible. Absolutely. It's a good time, and I'll see everybody on the tour, and go to my website uh, to find out the tour dates, and um, let's see, next stop is Dallas, Texas. Awesome. Dallas, Texas is so lucky. (laughs) Get your copy of New and Number Ones, now available at ChristineW.com. Oh. I'm excited where Broadway is going. We've got a really exciting year. Yeah, I think so. Um, I am over the moon about Billy Porter returning to Broadway. He's going to be in Kinky Boots. I cannot <laughs> wait for the industry to give him... Uh, what a beautiful voice. Oh, he's everything. <laughs> he is... I mean, I, I honestly, he and Jennifer Holliday are two yeah. of my earliest and most profound inf- inspirations musically. Mm. I met him on Star Search when I was 10. He was doing Miss Saigon on Broadway, and I was doing The Secret Garden. And he has been the kindest man. Oh, he's the most gentle um, mentor to me in my personal life, in my career. He's just given me such sage advice. Uh, Just don't fuck with his kinky boots. Do not touch his boots. Um, You have to say kinky boots. Of course, I have to touch. I have to say kinky boots. And he, um, I sang background vocals on his album on the corner of Broadway and Soul, which was possibly my proudest achievement professionally. I sang with... Did you wet yourself? Every show. <laughs> sang with Lettucey and uh, uh, Aisha DeHaas and Capadia wow. Jenkins. And it was just this cavalcade of crazy talent, James Sampleiner, and then me somehow accidentally fell into the middle of it. And it, it just, it changed, it changed a lot of things in my life. Well, Marty, nothing is by accident. Thank you so much for updating us on what you've got going on with Divas. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And it's going to be so fantastic to see the show in March. I think that's I think it's a real just treat for your fans. I, to, I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to share it. And I'm, I'm really, I can't wait for it to happen. Well, I I've can't wait to see it happen. Till then, but. <laughs> well, sure. And then after that, it's going to be like, you know, people are going to want Divas every month on, so. on the New World stages. But we have a, a show at 8 o'clock, March 4th, Monday night. Tickets go on sale in just a few days on Telecharge and Ticketmaster. And um, then that night at 11 o'clock, we'll have our after party with an encore performance with our guest star, Eden Espinosa. At Industry Park. there every Monday night at 11 o'clock. It's no cover charge, absolutely free. And Friday nights you're at? New World Stages in the Time Out New York Lounge downstairs with Fan- Marissa. Fantastic. And you can find us on uh, Facebook at Marty and Marissa, or you can... Find us on Twitter. You can find us on Grinder. Star us if you find us. The divas are currently logged on to Grinder right now. The boys love to write us on Monday nights. And <laughs> so wait a minute. So people right now on Grinder know we're in the same room. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's a party waiting to happen. It says we're two feet away from each other. Hey. Oh boy. It's a nonstop party. But guys will write us on Grinder on Monday nights and say, um, are you horny? We'll be like, well, Depends there's on. three girls here. Is that cool? <laughs> they don't seem to mind. No. no. Sometimes <laughs> so, Someone's got to hold the camera, I always say. Absolutely. Palm fronds and grapes. That's right. Marty, thank you so much. Marty Thomas of Divas thank at Industry so much, Bar. Guys, My very special thanks to all of my guests. 
especially Marty Thomas. You can catch Marty every Monday night with Divas at Industry Bar here in New York City. Thanks to David Beck for his words of wisdom. We'll have more with my interview with David in future episodes of Out Loud and Live. And of course, a very special thanks to our resident diva, Christine W., for bringing us new and number one hits. Pick up your copy of the album and check out Christine W. at christinew.com for tour dates. She's going to be coming to a city near you, and you don't want to miss that show. A very special thanks to you, our audience, for tuning in. Out Loud and Live is now also available as a podcast on iTunes. Send us your questions or comments to thrillseekerhq at aol.com. This is JC Alvarez, and you've been listening to Out Loud and Live. This is a Thrillseeker HQ presentation. Get in the HQ. Go to www.thrillseekerhq.com.